Hey, folks, welcome back to PlayStation Broadcast. It's your old pal Sid Schumann speaking at you <laughs> on this here podcast. We got Tim Turry here. Oh, and Kristen Zatani. Hello. Hello, hello. Lots of big, juicy stuff to talk about on yeah. today's show. Uh, I'm just going to get right to it. Get in there. Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Oh, man. What's Tim, that? we played it. <laughs> Tim Turry, you and I played it for a number of hours. Uh, I'm actually really hot on it. I think it was really cool. There's a lot of stuff to talk about there. Just a lot of a lot of dense information to cover. But I got to say, this is the most uh, excited I've been about Call of Duty in a number of years. Same. Perhaps going all the way back even to uh, Black Ops or, uh, or or something of that. Ilk. I'm getting even like specifically Modern Warfare 2 memories of, i think mm-hmm. because we have like the spec ops co-op mode back in action there and anyway stuff we can get into but it's uh i am so excited game is so much fun we're gonna talk some more about that but it's it's definitely one that raised my both of my eyebrows yeah you guys came back and you were like i can't wait to tell you everything about call <laughs> of duty which i mean is very exciting because it's it's a franchise that Year after year, they put out great games, but Modern Warfare is the game that like changed everything yeah, with Call yeah. of Duty. Uh, so for them to come out and be like, we're doing Modern Warfare. It's a statement. Yeah, it's a big statement. They kind of have to back it up. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you guys came back both glowing, glowing. is a, a great sign. Fan. Fantastic. Uh, we've got some new release highlights. We've got news that you can use, uh, should you choose to. I uh, got some listener letters, and then we're just going to talk about Modern Warfare. So this will be a fun show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim, I suggest that you take it away with uh, these here new releases. Kind of a quieter summer week, not unusual, but a couple of standouts. One I'm excited about is Metal Wolf Chaos XD. So this is a follow-up. Well, I guess so. Metal Wolf Chaos is sort of this a a legendary from software game where you play as the fictional president of the United States and <laughs> a giant mech and you're trying to, I don't know, save the world or whatever. It's Honestly, I hope the they top. bring this up in the debates. This seems like <laughs> an essential part of our government. Let's cover the real issues yeah. here. Uh, so I've always wanted to play this and it's been hard to find like a really clean way to do it. So, so this is a From Software game? Uh, originally, yeah. Whoa. And I love the uh, the logo or the, uh, the name of the title, Metal Wolf Chaos. Capital X, capital D. As we all know, when you write a capital X and a capital D, it's a guy with a giant smile on his face, squeezing his eyes really tight. Reminds me of Cartman a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Like kind of just like a giant explosive grin. Uh, And I I like to think that they had that in mind when they chose the title of the game, but I could also be very wrong. I think I think you're onto something. I think it was originally. I want to say it was originally a Dreamcast game. Actually, really, yeah. Uh, all subject to change without notice, yeah, but uh, as is everything on yeah, the show, naturally <laughs> can't hold any of it against us. Sorry, yes, but I I will play this game. Uh, Kristen, you want to take uh, another one? Yeah, uh, we got Gravity Ghost Deluxe Editions coming to PS4 as a digital release. Uh, all of these, by the way, are for Tuesday, August 6th. Um, I believe, And that, for North America. And for North America. And subject to change subject without notice. Without notice. <laughs> um, so I, ne- I never played this before, but I remember this came out a while back. This is like one of those classic like puzzle indie games. Did you guys ever play Gravity Ghost? I'm afraid I've, I did not. I've heard of it, and I've heard good things. Okay, yeah. I feel like I had a friend that was really into this game that when I saw the trailer, I immediately recognized it. Uh, so this is sort of them, you know, just brushing it off and putting some new paint on there, and it looks really, really beautiful, and it, it's a very colorful, uh, interactive puzzling game. So uh, if you love those, give Gravity Ghost a chance. Ooh. The other big highlight, I think, for uh, VR folks as well as PS uh, PS4 owners but this one is uh, the Angry Birds Movie 2 VR under pressure, like the great David Bowie, Freddie Mercury song. Din, 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 din. Indeed. You have to change it a little bit so we don't get in trouble. That's right. <laughs> Thinking of that. That's how that works. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that'll hold up in court. Um, famous last words. <laughs> N- next week, uh, please meet your new broadcast hosts. <laughs> Your new legally approved broadcast host. Oh, God. Uh, The Angry Birds Movie 2 VR, though, I've been hearing a lot of really promising things about this. Apparently, I mean, it it is funny to think back to like seven, eight, nine years ago, and it was like when Angry Birds first kind of got going. Taking over the world. And it was delicious and and diabolically decadent uh, for the first (laughs) couple of months that it was out. And then it kind of, you know, they they had a number of entries in the series, and it, it, you know, got a little got worn a little bit. I got in with the trebuchet game early on <laughs> in <laughs> iOS, so I kind of was there. No, it was I was fun. there from the start, and then I said, cool, now I'm bad at it, and I can't go any further. And then it just <laughs> kind of, yeah, like I got really far, and then I was like, I can't do this anymore. And then they pumped out 15 million more games. But so I, I think there is a, a natural, perhaps slight hesitation to saying, boy, Angry Birds, 
But I am hearing a lot of really good things about this VR title. Uh, no less than Justin Massengill mm-hmm. got a chance to try it just a few days ago. And he was saying, hey, it's this is one to get on your radar. This is a good one. Uh, it's a multiplayer co-op game. So one player is in VR. The other kind of up to four players on the TV. Uh, and you're all sort of situated in one of those submarine vehicles. See, they go under the Ooh. water, not on top <laughs> like a traditional boat. Um, That's so funny. I love that asymmetrical stuff uh, with, v- yeah. with PSVR. I don't think I've actually done one of those. There's a, there's a number of experiences, including the Angry Birds movie, too. Ooh. Uh, mm. But TV, the t- folks who are playing on the TV, they're going to work together uh, to build up ammo. And then the VR player uses that to reel in precious treasure. Mm. So uh, who among us doesn't love precious, precious treasure? treasure. <laughs> and I, I say... Uh, uh, a, a pox on your house if you if you if you don't love it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Anyway, the Angry Birds movie two under pressure is coming to PlayStation <laughs> Just VR. Shakespearean curses it's, getting it's thrown good, out yeah. here. Uh, that's that. Uh, Kristen, I see there's some new summerware coming to the oh, PlayStation Gear store. Oh yeah, they got a lot of stuff into the stuff. Gear store, you guys. So head over to gear.playstation.com. Uh, they got t-shirts. They got koozies. They uh, There's like a wakeboard. Koozie They're... or cozy? <laughs> koozie. I've never understood. Is it koozie? It's koozie. Mm-hmm. Can, we, can we get the I, judges to weigh in on that one? The Hold judges on. say They're calling it me is now. koozie <laughs> for sure. Judges, judges um, said koozie. Subject change without notice, <laughs> but... Uh, they, yeah, they have a lot of new merch up in uh, the gear store right now that there are some new God of War related. There's a great uh, like dad of the year mug Brilliant. for God of War. Nothing wrong with uh, that. Nothing wrong with that. A bunch of uh, really bright, summery like tank tops. There's stuff for the kids if you guys are into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there is also three new Death Stranding shirts that you can pre-order now over at uh, gear.playstation.com. So if you're, you know got a couple holes in your shirt maybe need to replace that wardrobe we we got you the future is in your hands and on your torso and your <laughs> hands are through the sleeve holes of this shirt and then wow. so your arms are as well and it's on your torso it all came together guys <laughs> yes use your hands to drag your arms and torso towards the future <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> something like that that they should put that on the back of the box. Nailed it. Very good. Uh, okay, some big news on the worldwide uh, studios front, the PlayStation's uh, game studios, uh, because Concrete Genie has a release date. It's coming out October 8th on PS4. Yay. It does have some PSVR functionality as well if you're interested in those kinds of things. And there's actually, uh, this is always nice to see, a photo mode. Have you have you heard of such a thing, uh, Tim Terry? <laughs> I have, you know. Photo mode. If you want to take some some snappy little photos of all your, your artwork. Photography. Oh you can God. take photos in photo mode. Yeah, well, they actually, it also has a feature, uh, it's like a time-lapse replay feature that it shows, because, you know, you're creating this work of art over time it shows like the whole progression of your your art creation so you can see the final product and then see like that's the cool. whole part of you I, I like it when the photo mode some like plays into the theme of the game to a degree where it's yeah. like the game's about art you're an artist of course you want to take pretty pretty pictures of it yeah. uh so i think that's great if ever a game was to take advantage of photo mode <laughs> it would be concrete genie and a couple other details here too. The standard edition is a low, low twenty nine ninety nine. I like that. That's a, it's affordable. There's a deluxe edition for thirty nine ninety nine. Has a digital art book, soundtrack, d- dynamic theme. There is a second dynamic theme, as well as avatars that are exclusive to those who pre order. Uh, and hey, PlayStation Blog has some free wallpapers as well. Uh, but anyway, that's really cool. Uh, good for good for those folks at um, Pixel Opus. Pixel Opus. Yeah. How could I? Fr- I wanted to say. Polybius, and I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> but uh, oh Dominic and all the gang, we see him. Uh, I see him like every day, actually, out in the uh, out yeah. in the quad. They, uh, there's out a new trailer as well, I think, in the blog post. There is. So head over to PlayStation.blog. The beautiful looking game. And while you're over at PlayStation Blog, uh, there is more information on Forager, which is uh, out now on PS4. So this is sort of a you know top down uh, pixel art survival game um well sort of a crafting game you're trying to you know cut down trees and collect rocks and build up you know a settlement build it into an empire um and the director of the game sort of explains what was like bringing the game to life over the course of about seven years so um it is a cute little game um so you can check that out uh that is forager I love stories like that. Like, literally the end of that post is he's like, and my dream came true. Like, my game is shift. It is here, finally. Like, that's so heartwarming. And you can play it, which is... Ugh. Can't even imagine. Love it. Um, something else that just came up recently is this uh, this new announcement that came about. PS4 
Tournaments Challenger Series. So this is actually a new initiative uh, PlayStation's kicking off here in the U.S. Uh, it's kicking off August 6th with Mortal Kombat 11. You may have Ooh, heard of that one. That's a good one to start with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the idea here is you're competing with friends in the larger PlayStation community. Uh, there's actually a chance to win prizes. Um, so there's sort of a stage setup they're using here, sort of stage-based. So everyone will begin at stage one, and then you kind of have to win various matches and stuff, and you'll progress from stage to stage. It kind of winnow down the talent out there in the PS4 uh, field. Um, but there's actually, this is just sort of the beginning of this tournament's Challenger series. Uh, it's seasonal. There's going to be a bunch of upcoming games, including FIFA 20, Battlefield 5, Warface, and some other AAA titles as well in store. So this is like a new thing. Uh, head to PlayStation.com slash tournaments, and you can get more info, find out how you can register. But uh, it's like sort of seamlessly integrated on console. Uh, pretty cool stuff. Yeah. They've, been, they've been kind of planning this one for a while internally. I'm glad to see it uh, make its way to the outer worlds. Are you going to the nether realms? Are you going to try to flex your, your Shao Kahn game oh, over there? Yeah. Uh, huh? I mean, I, I, when I'm on a hot streak, I mm. can, I can do some damage. I, I'll probably, I'll tell you this. I'll probably slip in on that one because, uh, I'm going to be in much better shape if I compete on Mortal Kombat 11 instead of like Battlefield 5 or Warface or something. So, uh, yeah, I think it'll be Mortal Kombat 11 for me. Ooh. If they get a Tekken one going, I'm definitely on that too. Oh, bonus piece of news. Ooh. Uh, Nightwolf gameplay trailer dropped Ooh. this week. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. He's got like spirit wolves with him that help him. Spirit bear. Spirit bear, spirit arrows, uh, tomahawk. He, his, when he finishes a, a match, he like, just howls in victory <laughs> and it cuts up to a wolf standing on a mountain with the full moon Love taking it. up most of the frame. It. it is visually striking. Very it fun. is something mm. else. Yeah. Kristen, nice. is there anything else we should know about today? Yes. Player's Choice <laughs> is open for business, baby. <laughs> July uh, 2019. You guys can go vote at uh, PlayStation.blog uh, for your best game of the past month. What was your guys' favorite so far? What are you guys going to vote for? Ooh, this uh, new game this month? Yeah, oh, new game. We got brother. Dragon Quest Builders 2. I haven't uh, played any of these I, games. I'm sure Justin will be doing Shadowbringers. I can't imagine he'll do something else. I want to uh, try the Blackout Club. Maybe that'll I wanna be try, my Yeah, I downloaded yeah. the Blackout Club last night. I'm uh, excited to dive into it tonight. I've heard really good things. Teen He's, horror or whatever? What do they call it? It's like a teen co-op horror game. That's go. cool. Those are cool words next yeah. to each other. Yeah. Those I, are great words. <laughs> I'd say for me, I, I didn't get to the Shadowbringers content in my time with Final Fantasy fourteen. I got to Dragoon, and that's about level 30, and I'm taking a little bit of a break. But partially, I took a break to start playing uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood, um, which ah, same. is... Uh, I've been having fun in co-op with that, so yeah. um, that'd probably be my choice right okay. now. Okay. Well... Polls are closing on August 8th, so you guys have time to vote. Hurry before it's too late. Uh, Speaking of hurrying, we don't need to do these transitions, but speaking of hurry, I was going to (laughs) say you could do a tactical sprint right over into our our Modern Warfare uh, impression. That was so smooth. (laughs) So smooth. Now let me just kick my feet up and settle back for 45 minutes. Oh, my God. (laughs) So we went down to L.A. First... Tell I me tried to fly everything. Alaska, but I couldn't. <laughs> so then I went with American. Oh. <laughs> no, it was Took actually a nap on the plane. It was actually I did take a nap on the plane. I'm very good. I, I was did you sitting behind I, you. Did you notice I was out like <laughs> as soon as I sat down? It was, I just a, it was immediate. Tim noticed everything. I was tired. <laughs> I had not slept. Uh, my, I had not done a great job of getting proper sleep. But I just have my mutant ability is to fall asleep on airplanes. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah I know. I love it. It's and I and I get excited and I'm very confident. <laughs> like, oh no. Uh, But it's a skill I had to work at, uh, falling asleep on planes. Here's a couple pro tips for everybody, because I know this is a a real pain point. The first thing, (laughs) seriously, the first thing that helps is just to fly a lot. So when you fly a lot, that's there it is. Just start flying for no reason. (laughs) Second thing is always take the window seat because you get you get to smush your face right up against that wall instead of your neighbor. And exactly, Um, and you just get the most space. It's the most luxurious experience. Um, I've had the 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 rare treat of being able to fly in business class a few times and domestically, oh, um, oh. and the seats are bigger and all that. I actually don't like it on domestic flights because I can't smush my face up against the window uh, or up against the wall because they give you more space, and so I'm kind of floating in limbo in a bigger, better chair, but I don't have anything to lean against. So the wall is very important. You want to sit in the window seat. Second thing is, uh, you you, you got to use your butt. 
and you got to do it mm, in okay. a certain well, I way. Write this down. You, you got to like just, angle yourself. You do. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, we, we laugh and we joke, but it's true. You don't necessarily want your butt kind of firmly planted right in the center. You kind of want to twist it around kind of to the side because it gives you a better angle for leaning. You got to get a tilt going. Yeah, you got to get kind of a tilt or a, yeah. a corkscrew. And then well, you'll kind we'll of... make sure to include a diagram in a <laughs> blog post for Check this episode. PlayStation.blog. We'll have full <laughs> diagrams and details on how to sleep on plane. Final step. Um, you want to get that little wind, that little wind button, you know, the little mm. air conditioner thing. You want to get that going real good. <laughs> Blowing at your face. Uh, and bonus points if you have a warm, because it's cold, you know, and then you get something warm, maybe pile that on top of you if you need it. I don't. But if you do, uh, and that's that's how you sleep on planes. What's, what's critical for me is I need to like be able to cr- like fold my arms, my arms yeah. in that a position helps. that they're like just a knot or yeah. something that can't move. Because it provides a steady, you know, sort of like a, a, a like a foundation mm-hmm. for the rest of your your body. Get so, a little teddy bear tucked in the middle. Yeah, that's right. Wow. So that's our show. Uh, thanks for listening <laughs> to PlayStation Block. I'm just kidding. Uh, but we, but eventually that plane landed and you we woke did. up and we were we. Absolutely had no risk of falling asleep while playing so much Modern Warfare. Exactly. And we went down there, and uh, our thanks to Infinity Ward and Activision. Yeah. It was actually an extremely well-run event. They did a great presentation. Uh, and, I, and I don't know about you, Tim, um, but I was sitting there, and I, you know, and I, you know, I, I take note that it's Modern <laughs> Warfare. And like, yeah. as you said, Kristen, that's, that's some big shoes to fill there. Yep. And you're kind of like, okay, I, I think they might be pretty confident about this one. And we're sitting there. And they're starting to go through the presentation, and kind of like within five minutes, I'm like kind of excited. Yeah, I was getting kind of excited, and I started to get more excited. And when I heard the things they were talking about, I was literally like nodding, like <laughs> yes, you you were smart to do that. They did one really clever thing during. They did a lot of clever things, but it was just a very casual walkthrough of what's what's new. And one thing they did during that was they're like, we're going to bring up you know uh, one of the key animators and one of the key audio you know designers on the oh. game, and we're going to walk you through the animation. And they did that all without audio so they were walking through all of it in this kind of test grounds and explaining like how they recaptured some of like the recoil on the weapons mm-hmm. and the head the camera movement as you absorb the recoil and just all these little details it and sounds then, dumb but it really does it worked. come through and yeah. then they turn on the audio and yeah. have the audio designer come up and it's just you really start to appreciate how like rich and immersive like the audio is. You know, you're up next to this wall and you can hear the slap of the 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 rifle blast mm-hmm. right next to you, and you hear it sort of the uh, you know the Doppler effect as yep. it's going down into the distance uh, as you. I don't, is that is that correct? Is that I don't know, but you wrote it, it in your blog and I liked it, so yeah, I stole yeah. it. You got to get those Dopplers going. <laughs> well, isn't the Doppler effect when something's coming towards you, it gets louder, and as it leaves you, it gets less. Or loud? they get compressed. The wavelengths get compressed because the. Because it takes less time to get to you. Yeah, something. It's like squishing them toward. So I think it's like you know, like it's when you like, hear a siren, hey. you hear you hear a siren. <laughs> it's going, it's going like woo 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 woo. That's the Doppler effect. Yeah. And I think bullets do that. Yeah, I don't okay. know. Let's say they do. It sounded science. good. Sounds impressive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Somebody did their homework. God, that's the name of our episode. Just science. <laughs> that's right. Uh, but yeah, it was a good it was a good setup, and they they covered other things like you know no season pass this time around. There's going to be maps and other free content that's added you know to support the game. Uh, you know, sort of having some interesting progression and unlocks that transfer between like different modes. Yeah, so the single player game uh, of which there is a rich and robust one. Um, nice. You'll be able to uh, there'll be parts during the single player game where you know you'll unlock gear that you can immediately go to multiplayer and take advantage of. Um, and th- that was a big point too. They were sort of saying, you know, look, um, we've been doing Call of Duty for a long time, but this time we really wanted the weapons to feel completely unified um, between the different modes. So when you're using, I think the example they used was like an M- MP7. Mm-hmm. MP7, yeah, that's right. Either MP5. an M4 or a, or a SMG. Any gun. Or you, you, you name the gun. <laughs> uh, when when you've got the subject gun, subject to change. Without it. Subject to change. Now, now MP7 is a uh, is sort of the successor of the MP5. But uh, but any of these guns, you, you, if you use the gun in multiplayer, you get accustomed to the sort of feel of it, the kick, the the bullet patterns, the spread, the all that. And then when you use it in, in Spec Ops, which they've confirmed, that's a co- that's a co op one. It goes back to Modern Warfare 2, I believe. Yep. Um, it's going to feel exactly the same there, and it's going to have the same sort of performance. And if you use it in single player, it's also going to feel the same and have the same performance. And it's not—I can't say it's something that's been on like the top of my list for them to to address in these games. But I will acknowledge that in certain Call of Duty games, I have felt that, gee, in multiplayer, this game, this gun feels sort of one way, and in single player, it feels another. So they're they're dealing with all that, and even the AI enemies. Um, the the way their their guns are built. By the way, we should, we have to talk about the gun customization. Yeah. 
it's the gunsmith mode, which is what they're sort of branding the, the weapon customization as is insane. Uh, that's what I loved about Modern Warfare when, you know, I played Call of Duty 4, the, you know, when Modern Warfare first sort of really changed up what multiplayer gaming was like and what, you know, you know, levels and unlocks and, and XP would would mean in a multiplayer game because you'd be unlocking perks and kill streaks and then really importantly attachments and they said something like 30 to 60 attachments per weapon per weapon i, I gotta tell you um i've always been sort of morbidly fascinated with firearms and all their little <laughs> interesting doodads and connect you know suppressors and yeah banana clips and all that crap and like you know when i was like in college or in high school i would be like why doesn't some you know i played like resident evil 4 and there's like you know, little little extended mags and yeah, stocks and stuff you can add. And that was, like, pretty cool. And I was like, why don't they just go berserk with this? Somebody <laughs> should just do that. They should just put, like, every freaking add-on that's ever been invented for every gun and put it in the game. Well, they've gone and done it. Yep. And it's called Gunsmith. Uh, and so you, you're getting in there, and it's like, you know, every weapon has, like, five attachments, and the perks account as an attachment, and it's just... Five you, attachment slots. Attachment slots, yes, thank you. So it's it's just super crystal clear that what the trade-offs are. You're just like, well, I really like this muzzle because it's going to increase the power, or the, the damage, and let's say the fire rate or something, but you can clearly see that there's going to be a drop in, like, the mobility. Like, mm -hmm. you know, your speed is going to actually take a hit, and you can really just weigh it and on the spot so you know what you're getting yourself into. Yep. And I felt more empowered i used to feel like kind of overwhelmed sometimes by by the customization options but it's just laid out so cleanly basically for the most part your gun's getting heavier and heavier as you're piling this stuff Makes onto sense. it and uh not not every single thing does that like i don't think the perks have weight associated with them that's more of just like that's what's cool there's there's perks for your character and then there's weapon perks too and so is it based on the gun or based on the attachment it's based on the uh the gun so each gun has a perk you can assign to it, like fast reload, things like that. Mm -hmm. But then there's a billion different, like 30 to 60, I guess that's not quite a billion, but 30 to 60. <laughs> 30 I mean, to 60, a billion, you know. Times same. how many guns there are in the game. Oh my God, and there's a lot of guns. Yeah. And I'm like, so just to sort of describe why this is so cool. Have you ever want to fired that hand cannon that the Joker fired in the oh, 1989 yeah. Batman? Oh, well, man. you can practically build it in this. You can like, basically take like a like a 50 caliber pistol, which is already gigantic, get a muzzle extension on it, add a suppressor to that, which oh is just God. it is Bonkers. hilarious. And and then it like it's slow to like do aim down the sight. How, how quickly can you flip through all these different options? Instantaneously, like, yeah? instant. Well, I mean, you do it before you go into the match, and then yeah. you sort of save the weapon okay. in your in your loadouts you know so you're, it, you're it lets you save like an infinite amount there's there's a combos. select amount of loadouts so because like you're i think the goal is well that's another talking point actually is the fact that um unlike some previous ones where operators were in the game mm -hmm. and they would all come with a sort of special ability that'd be yeah. a cooldown they've been calling them yeah or like let's see there was uh there was call of duty world war Two. they had these sort of um uh, what were they called again? Not factions, not factions. Um, divisions. Divisions. And it was like infantry and like engineer right. and like mountain and all that, mountain ranger, all that stuff. You know, there was sort of they were almost like kind of classes. And then the Black Ops games were were doing specialists, which were all sort of characters, yeah. a la like an Overwatch or something, a little grittier than that. Yeah. But you know, they had like you know like the sort of Destiny Overdrive move if their meter got full and you hit both L one and R one, and you can kind of like summon a grenade launcher out of thin air <laughs> i appreciate what they were doing there but for me like ever since i love like i fell in love with like modern warfare like one and two specifically i just really loved getting in unlocking weapons and attachments making it your own and sort of defining your play style through the sort of weapons and perks that you chose yeah. and this game like has leaned fully into that and nice. so the there are like cosmetic characters like they're cool. operators they're very cool yep. like a d-day prepper that's like a guy looks <laughs> kind of weird and out there and yep. Uh, you know, aviators and a bandana and all that. Folks and who are cuter, folks who are like kind of you know badass, badass looking. looking. They have their own VO lines and stuff, yep. so their character, their characters coming across that way. But it's not like okay, now I've got a laser, you know, yeah. blast. You're I not shoot tied out. to yeah. a specific special attack. Yeah, and I yeah. drop the proximity mine. Like, yep. and I love all that stuff. I play Apex, but I, I, I agree. I think they made a wise move there. Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I don't think you need that kind of stuff. I think this is like kind of a back to basics, mm -hmm. but executed in a way that that hasn't been done before. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that's what's so interesting about it. So yeah, the gun customization is literally 
the most extensive I have ever seen by a lot. Like, by a whole lot. I My eyes were as big as saucers. The number of sights and scopes for one gun could be 15, mm-hmm. 18. I'm like, what are you supposed to do with all these things? Giant clips, not just extended mag, but like a, you know, like a banana clip mm-hmm. style super extended mag. On and on, like laser. Which laser do you want? Do you want the low-powered laser, the, the higher-intensity green lasers, yada, 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 stocks, uh, barrel, barrel length, muzzle brakes, flash suppressors, large suppressors, small suppressors. <laughs> Medium-sized <laughs> suppressors. I mean, it just went on and on. <laughs> I didn't know. For everybody. Like in, it was in, in sh- educational in a way. I, I, I agree. And in, the, in the, the few hours that we were playing, like my strategy with Call of Duty in the past, even those ones where I love the customizations, I'd usually like make one loadout. And mm-hmm. I just go all in. I'm like, all right, here's my assault rifle. And like, I'm just going to fine tune this one until this I get- one the, specific thing. Yeah. yeah until I get a, another better assault rifle. But in this one, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to have my SMG for close quarters, um, you know, maps where I think I'm going to be doing a lot of shooting from the hip. Um, and But then I felt encouraged to create another loadout because it was also clearly laid out what the trade-offs were that I'm like, all right, well, here's my medium range. And now here's my sniper loadout. And I just wanted to create all my different loadouts in a way that I hadn't really been enticed in the past. I had to I had to get out of that mode because we had limited time to play yeah. and I was like I'm just going to lose all the time to fiddling around with my guns. But like what's cool about it is if you want to make a lightweight fast moving, fast drawing, fast ADS aim down the sight and the cool kids call it ADS. Uh <laughs> sort of ninja tile style player, you know, keep it keep the weapons pre- pretty unencumbered with with uh, uh mods and attachments. Mm-hmm. If you want to make more of a hulking brute who's got like a really powerful gun and you're willing to take sort of and you're willing to sort of camp and keep your ADS activated all the time and just kind of cruise through the, you know, the back alleys and stuff, but dish out tremendous damage. You can do that. It's really interesting. Um, I, I was, I was, I was tickled that they went so far with that. So there's even some options to like reload while aiming down sights exactly. too. And there's these little tweaks like that. that All are- these tiny tweaks. It's like they thought of everything. Uh, yeah, like even you know tactical reloads when you're reloading. Uh, before the clip is empty, they play a different animation now, and it's a faster reload. Yeah, uh, where it's like where you you know partially expend a clip, rip it out, shove in a fresh one, but save the uh, partially the used one. one. Oh. Yeah, they just they got into the weeds on all that and made it all look and feel and and kind of work in a more pleasurable way. And on that note, like one of the one of the on the on the surface, a small change that had big. Repercussions in a good way was um, the lack of a mini map now. So by default, there's Ooh. no mini map, and you know w- when I play like shooters like this, multiplayer shooters, my eyes are usually darting back and forth immediately yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, because there's so much information there. You know, an enemy fires off a shot, you kind of know where they are. They removed that by default, so now there's sort of a compass at the top. I mean, I'd say you know, all like a like an Apex Legends or something, where I, I just kind of know the general you know cardinal directions, mm-hmm. and if an enemy fires, I know they're off you know southeast that of here. Way. And um, what that forces me to do, and it made me realize, like, well, when I'm most successful in Call of Duty is when I'm, like, constantly just absorbing all the information on on the screen at once and looking in every direction. And when there's no minimap, it's forcing you to really just soak in all the information. And, and the audio and is so the audio, detailed Looping now. back to, like, what we were saying about the audio detail, like, it just felt, like, richer and there's more audio information to take in. And yep. then that makes me feel smarter yep. and more, <laughs> like... Um, I don't know. Equipped. Just, yeah. yeah. Equipped. Good, good example of that, actually. So the doors, uh, yeah. which is such an odd thing, but they actually spent a lot of time, talk- time talking about how much work they put into doors in the game. So there's a lot of doors in the game. You know, you're fighting in kind of urbanized environments. And uh, the way you open those doors, there's a bunch of different ways to do it. You can sort of creep in and gently push it open, you know, only to, say, lob a grenade through the, yeah. uh, the crevice. You can basically slam right into it. You can slide into it. You can use an explosion to blow it open. And but But most people were, I was noticing, most people were running through and just kind of, you know, smashing into it to open it up by running but it makes a noise yeah and you can hear your People. enemies moving around and so you often have a good idea of where they are um and then you know even gunfire uh sounds very different if you fire out in the open mm-hmm. versus in an enclosed space hmm. so that kind of information at a sonic level was kind of feeding a, a different layer of information i really did like that they didn't have the mini map and there's even a way to take that to an extreme with the realistic mode 
which is oh, a yeah. setting that you can actually turn off essentially all of the HUD elements aside from the markers that show you where your teammates are, because I, I think that is important. Mm -hmm. uh, but even like they, um, I think they call it like the hit mark when you actually, like little that satisfying little X when you like mm -hmm. land a shot in Call of Duty, uh, even notifications of enemies have died. Um, your ammo, your everything, Ultra it's just hardcore. not there. There's nothing to see. And so that was a really fun way to play. Oh, hmm. the one thing I, I meant to to follow up on with like the minimap thing is that you can still earn it through like if uh kill streak rewards and stuff oh, okay. like if you get like okay. a personal a personal drone that gives you a radar or the or you activate the UAV and then you'll have a, a radar for your team like but you got to earn it which I really appreciate. But, There's that cool grenade too, the snapshot grenade yes. where you throw it and it's kind of like a little like 360 camera flash goes off and then it shows enemies like even if they're behind cover. Yeah. So I just I a lot of little tickle tickly things like that that I <laughs> yep. really uh got a kick out of. Like on the doors thing one thing was interesting. I was following you through one of the, I think, the cyber attack mode where you have to go and grab some sort of EMP and bring it to an enemy data center and and set it off. And you have one one no no response, just one spawn. I was I was following you through the map and and you were like bashing doors open sometimes. And as from a teamwork perspective, when you bash the door open, it would like you know whiplash and then close itself again. So I would be like, <laughs> I'd have to open it again. So it's like it is interesting how much depth just paying attention to doors that way can people put claymores by it uh yep. when we were playing oh, the man. hq mode and you have to defend the 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 headquarters people were setting up claymores so that when an enemy would just recklessly bash open the door it would go kablamo yeah. yeah and and i mean i think the movement and traversal through the maps was something that they clearly put a tremendous amount of work mm -hmm. into so this is what i mean is like you know new call of duty game i'm always interested and excited for but like this one is going back to basics and like rethinking a lot of stuff yeah that I, I and i think it was exactly what they needed to do so the traversal um and the movement through the maps themselves is 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 very different now uh i mean it's 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 noticeably call of duty mm -hmm. you will not be like wow i'm i'm playing gran turismo <laughs> uh it'll it'll seem like call of duty but the amount of paths and the and and some you know you just have way more ways that the environment's more porous you could kind of be like, hmm, I keep running through those two doors and those guys keep camping me and blowing me away. Hey, there's a dumpster. I'm going to jump on that, jump up, yeah. and kind of parkour yourself almost up through like a tiny little yeah. nook, you know, and drop down behind them. There's a lot more of that stuff. I felt rewarded for that because like that would be the thing where I'd be in when I'm playing when I'm doing a bad job in multiplayer games, it's usually because I just keep on yeah. lining up to get shot in the head over yeah, and over again. Basically. I'm like, why can't I get these guys? Yeah. And then when I finally, <laughs> every time I thought, like when I finally thought, like I should try to circle around and flank them. Yeah. There was always a different path, like yeah. you were saying. And I always, like nine times out of 10, I'm like, I got the drop on these guys. Yeah. I at least took out one of them. Yeah. I, 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 you know, they talked about this openly in the presentation, but, you know, kind of in layman's terms, uh, I'm boiling this down a little, but it was basically like, look, and in, in most Call of Duty maps, there's like, you know, one or or two or maybe three ways. I, I get, the, you know, to kind of come at a situation. Main paths. To make a path. And this one, it's there's far more. And, and there's far more um, just variety there. So if you... Flanking is a good idea in these types of games. It's just one of those things you have to remind yourself to do. This game makes it much easier mm -hmm. to get the drop on people. And there's more verticality as a result. It's a more interesting dynamic pacing. Uh, and even they were talking a little bit, sharing some of the development uh, kind of wisdom about how they actually build the maps. Um, they're just, they're not, they're not designed to be symmetrical at all. Sorry, I had to burp off, off uh, Mike. That's how, that's how you do it. When I can you're pro. confirm that. Indeed. Um, but they, they kind of have moved away from the sort of symmetrical approach that has been sort of uh, become fashionable the yeah. last maybe five or 10 years in multiplayer maps. And it's, they're just kind of like, here it is. Um, you know, they build in positions, elevated positions. They call them kind of power positions. Mm -hmm. Um, and the idea is the maps are just more dynamic. They flow around more naturally. I, 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 Call of Duty definitely, I think I made the analogy to like a race car uh, and like a roller coaster. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a fun little rhetorical flourish, but I actually think it captures it. Yeah. Because in Call of Duty, uh, and I am not a professional Call of Duty player, I am mediocre <laughs> at best. Uh, but I play a lot of Call of Duty, and I've played Call of Duty ever since it first came out. But in a lot of the Call of Duty games, you're running around these maps, and it's kind of like a racetrack. You're kind of going down this path, yeah. and maybe you can like kind of jump over the wall and be a little smarter or whatever, but you're kind of going down these lanes. Yeah, you're still going to end up in the same spot. And you're basically taking the same, do I want to take path lane A or lane B? Uh, and this game has like lane A and lane B, and then like side lane A, B, C, and D. You know what I mean? So it's just mm -hmm. more interesting and I think more surprising and a little bit more 
dynamic. So I'm curious to see uh, what what folks think when the game comes out. The other thing that's worth calling out is they got you know a crazy array of match sizes from two v two gunfight, which I want to talk about, yeah. all the way up to it sounds like they're aiming at a hundred yeah. players oh, wow. on some of these maps. So there's this insane variety. So it's like you got all the weapon variety and the perks, and mm-hmm. then you have the map variety and the mode and then player count variety. And we talked all about like the weapon customization and how deep that is. But yet, like some of the most fun I had was in two v two gunfight mode, which yeah. which isn't about weapon customization. Yep. It's yeah. about like, hey, you got just a 50 cal pistol with a weird scope on it and a, <laughs> a flashbang. So does the other team. Go try Kill your each best. Other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and those those maps are slightly more symmetrical. They're smaller. They're more focused. Uh, they call them flash maps. I think yep. they have some more, like some new new terms for their maps. It's almost like a fighting game stage in a way yeah. where it's yeah. tight. Um, you know they they aren't far away. Like you can cut, you'll get a glimpse of, oh, I think he went to the left and you know pretty much probably where he is. Um, but it's, uh, they're intimate and they're intense and it got some of the biggest reactions. We were Mm -hmm. there with like, you know, dozens and dozens of members of the international press and some of those battles, the 2v2 gunfight mode, uh, got some of the biggest reactions from people. They were yelping and whooping and like, there's a lot of surprise and. It's definitely the most invested I felt throughout most of the, the play. I mean, I had fun the entire time, but that one just felt, you felt this real sense of ownership. It was when you can have a real chance, you know, you play six, six on six, um, team deathmatch or something like that. The odds of you getting the game winning shot, you you can be a huge contributor, but but getting that game winning kill is like intensely satisfying. satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so you just get more of that. And like when your teammates out early and you're, it's like you, it's one you. versus two and you pull it off, like you feel like a superhero. And, yep. and then the, just having such a small amount of information to work with initially is almost kind of, um, I guess, liberating because it's like, all right, I started this match. I have a shotgun mm-hmm. with no scope or anything and just a regular pistol, no scope. The mat, you know, they're across the mat. I'm going to pull out my pistol uh, because I have better range with that. And I just, I know that. And so I can get a few extra hits in and then I lose sight of them. And then I switch to my shotgun and it's like just very binary choices, but you have to make them so quickly. Um, I found myself just like having an amazing time. And then one was just a sniper. So that, that turns into this close quarter shotgun match. And then the next round, they give you sniper rifles. So you're just like, it's almost comes like a shooting gallery, just sniper fight. Um, and, I just, I can't wait to play more of that. I know, I'm dying to play it. Um, and it shows off the the power of constraint. Um, you know, 2v2, very, very, very small number of players. Um, and then like, hey, we're going to be restrictive and like assign you from a pool of sort of approved loadouts. Um, and some of these weapons are kind of kooky. They're giving you, in one case, it was a long barrel double shotgun with a scope on it. Yeah. Strange, but really <laughs> cool. And you were kind of like... I was puzzled by some of the customized weapons that they would start you with, or they'd give you like a Molotov and a pistol, and that's it. And you got to make that work. Um, it's really cool. And and the one last thing we should move on. But oh yeah, I, I we have to talk about the night vision. Uh, oh yeah, goggle combat. So why don't you? That was uh, great. Well, there's you know some of the maps had uh, night variants, so that they were like set at night by default, and you just needed night vision goggles in order to see anything, and it just changed the vibe of everything. Uh, the amount of information you have, you know, the maps laid out exactly the same, but just you process things differently. You think you got a clean line of sight on someone, but you kind of experience depth a little bit differently, and then they just disappear behind a crate, and then you're like, oh, I, I don't know where anybody is, and um, it just changes the whole vibe to feeling a little bit more intense, a little more claustrophobic. Yep. Um, and, and, and it looks stunning. Like, it looks freaky. Uh, everything's looks real. I mean, so, so I mean, that's the thing. In most games, night vision goggles, you put them on your face and everything just kind of gets this ugly shade of green, mm-hmm. but then it'll kind of like artificially sort of highlight, highlight certain things. And you kind of yeah. go, oh, yeah, that's night, you know, quote, air quotes, night vision goggles. This game's actually trying to really simulate what, what they really yeah. do. And, you know, one of the unintended things I had, was not really aware of was the fact that night vision goggles, I guess, pick up uh, the energy emitted by uh, late, like laser pointers. Oh, yeah. That they use. The, I, the infrared. The infrared laser pointers on the guns. And so um, it introduces this idea of like laser discipline where <laughs> so the, when you aim down the site in Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare here, um, it'll trigger this IR laser. And um, if your enemies have night vision goggles on, which they probably do if you're fighting on a night map, they can literally just see basically you. They can see where the laser's coming from so they know where you are. So it means you're sort of sneaking around trying not to sort of 
make noise and also trying not to aim down the sights because that unless you absolutely need yeah, to. unless you yeah. absolutely have to and you have to work really quickly so just really tense really cool um very uh just just different than anything i've played in call of duty Un- you know recognizably call of duty but with a twist with a big twist uh and you have the ability to turn light switches on and off it sounded like on some of the levels so you could yeah you turn can, them you on can blow out yeah, you can blow their eyes out and stuff like that i i loved it honestly we could sit here and talk for a long long time about the game and all of its many many refi- f- refinements there's tactical sprinting now you can double tap the sprint button and you run even faster Mount your gun to a windowsill or a corner mounting yep you can uh use it kind of helps protect folks who are kind of more frontline um, it, it, there's a lot more, yeah. uh, but I would say check, check out PlayStation blog, Tim and I double teamed, uh, that game and, and each kind of came up with a story. And I think between the two of them, you'll have a really good mm-hmm. sense of what you're in store for when it comes out October 25th. And don't have long to wait for a multiplayer beta that you right. can play first on PS4. Indeedly doodly. Yeah. Nice. September 12th. How do you like them apples? Oh boy. Kristen, you've been sitting there. Me. You haven't had too much to say, so let's give you a listener letter. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, email us at blogcast at sony.com if you want to uh, send us a, a missive or, or some sort of communique. Uh, <laughs> but for now, Kristen, I know there's been a lot of discussion in the last couple of uh, blogcast episodes about just sort of, you know, look, what's your definitive game mm-hmm. of the, the PlayStation console generation? Um, is there anything here jumping out at you, Kristen? I know we had a lot of people write in about that. Uh, from their letters? Yeah. I, I was just saying, I was looking through all of their letters to see who I agreed with the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the winner, we have four listener letters here. Uh, the winner that I think I relate to the most is uh, Ryan Pacheco. Uh, he writes and says, my top game from each PlayStation generation are the following. Uh, PS1, Crash Bandicoot 2, Cortex Strikes Back, uh, a perfect 3D platformer with great games and a, or great characters and a surprisingly good story. Uh, PS2 is Sly 2 Band of Thieves. It's the first game he ever owned on PS2, and his brother and him played uh, the first three missions over and over because they didn't know how to beat the fourth, uh, and yet it's still his favorite game of all time. (laughs) I love when that happens. Uh, PS3 was The Last of Us. No game has touched me quite like this game. Uh, For PSP, he chose Daxter. Uh, I just had to know what happened during the two years between Jack and Daxter and Jack 2. Uh, PS Vita is the Unfinished Swan, such a brilliantly designed game with one of the best endings I've ever experienced. Yeah. Uh, and then he wrote for PS4 is What Remains of Edith Finch. Oh, I see a pattern there. Yeah, the only game that I sat down and played once from front to back and then never again. The experience was so special and perfect for me that I couldn't risk playing it a second time for fear <laughs> it would tarnish the first playthrough. My goodness. Uh, Both, uh, Annapurna show, joints? Good work. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of Annapurna joints, which I completely agree yeah. with. I love them so much uh, and I love this list. It's it's just a really good, like I, I didn't have a Vita, so I played Unfinished Swan on PS4 Um but that is a great one-two punch right there. Yep. I can't argue with uh, with Brett Johnson's lists here. He starts off with, uh, on PlayStation, Resident Evil Director's Cut. So Resident Evil 1, 1996. Uh, I, I definitely hear that one. Uh, PlayStation 2, he calls out God of War, which is also difficult for me to argue with. No, I would have gone with God of War 2, but you know, we'll I, let that slide. 100%. <laughs> PSP, God of War, Ghost of Sparta. A great game. Very I probably would have gone Chains of Olympus for that one. But, oh, interesting. But Ghost of Sparta is a lot of fun. I'll tell you, the Ghost of Sparta, the visuals on that PSP game are eye-poppingly good. Go in if you haven't, uh, if you have Vita, I believe Ghost of Sparta is available on, on Vita, uh, even though it's a PSP game. Um, just fire that bad boy up and be reminded of the insane detail on the first level. It literally does this pullback. It starts like really tight on Kratos and mm-hmm. pulls back into gameplay and you're like, how are they doing this on PSP? It's mind-boggling. <laughs> it's a great game. Uh, PS3, Demon Souls, great choice. Uh, PS Vita, uh, Uncharted Golden Abyss. PlayStation 4, Bloodborne, which, oh, yeah, yeah uh, 100%. Um, thanks for this fun challenge. guess I will do a Justin Grove here. He says, uh, hey, Blogcast crew, I always love it when you do these type of questions. Um, he's sort of focusing on games that have revolutionized mechanics and pushed the limits of the hardware. So PS1 is Ape Escape. That was the game that sort of really tapped into the full potential of the DualShock, the twin analog sticks. Mm. Uh, PS2, Shadow of the Colossus. I mean, definitely ahead of its time. Uh, PSP, Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. Um, so he says it just really pushed the PSP hardware. PS3, uh, Uncharted 2. And Justin says, uh, Last of Us is probably objectively correct. You cannot deny the impressiveness of Uncharted 2's opening moments. Uh, PS Vita, Justin says, Gravity Rush. Mm-hmm. Uh, PS4, God of War 2018. Uh, and PS VR, Blood and Truth. 
uh, who he describes. Hard agree. Yeah. yeah, he says uh, most immersive VR game yet, uh, adrenaline fueled with controls that feel natural. So there you go. Yeah. I mean, I hope everyone's taking notes here. If you've missed any of these, I have a I have a suggestion for uh, what could be a fun topic for the future okay which kind of building off like the modern warfare thing and talking about like games that just absolutely came in and and changed whatever genre they were in or maybe they created a new genre and if people want to share you know what games they they love the most that that introduced new mechanics that they hadn't seen before and just really deserve that that acclaim and that credit for for popularizing or inventing some new mechanic like Mm. like modern warfare did with with multiplayer and you know progression and unlocks and stuff um could be fun to hear. Yeah. How would you how would you pose that question? In yeah. a pithy way. In a in a pithy way? Mm-hmm. Uh just the most revolutionary video game mechanics introduced in, in games. Yeah. Okay. Or just a mechanic that or, for you you were like, yeah, oh my god, sure. this is game changing. Email yeah. us at blogcast at Sony.com. Tim wants to know. I do. What video game mechanic was a game changer for you? So what game introduced a mechanic that changed rocked your world and changed your life I'll, forevermore. I'll give you a thought starter, but then someone else can write in and explain why. But okay. I'd say Resident Evil 4 is over the shoulder uh, mm. aiming. Was That's a good example. tremendous for me. So. Um, we had seen third-person games with sort of somewhat behind the character Win back, views. Uh, if, <laughs> yeah, you, if yeah, you please. Yeah. But Resident Evil 4 brought it in really tight, especially mm. with the way the over-the-shoulder element. The laser, the laser discipline. The laser sight. Uh, one for me, I mean, just as an example as well, I wouldn't say this is the number one pick, but like the gravity gun in Half-Life 2. Oh, man. Boy, that yeah. went on to be in like 50 other games. It's true. We Anything have... on your side, Kristen? I was trying to think. I mean, I think personally, like it's it's much more from an aesthetic point of view, but just like the advances in motion capture for cutscenes, like their cutscenes used to not really be a thing that I cared about. I was just like, skip, 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 skip. How do yeah. I keep going? And now I'm it like, funny, eyes actually. are glued to the screen. And like in certain, like God of War, uh, this this most recent mm-hmm. one, like the seamless transition from cutscene to back to gameplay. That's fa- I, I'd say close enough to call it mechanics. Close enough. Ha-ha. <laughs> 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 we have one more letter though uh, okay. from Andrew Grieve. Just want to give him his, oh, his yeah. shout out as well. Uh, his is PS1 is Metal Gear Solid for PlayStation 2, Metal Gear Solid 3 of Substance. He said that the controllable camera made a huge difference. It uh, did. That changed yep. that game entirely. Yeah. PSP, uh, Siphon Filter, Logan Shadow. Uh, PS3, he also said The Last of Us. PS Vita, Uncharted, Golden Abyss. It had better puzzles and collectibles than the main series and took full advantage of the Vita without being gimmicky. Uh, PS4, he said God of War as well. Uh, PS VR is Firewall Zero Hour. It was his second most played game in 2018 and cho- totally justifies VR and the aim controller. Nice. Again, this generation is not over, so we will see. Um, that's a good point, though. That aim controller like, is a game changer for VR. Yeah, 100%. Um... No, those are really good answers. Yeah. Um, I, I'm excited by how like how much good stuff we got out of that question. I feel like we started talking about like a month ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks for, for thanks for writing in, everybody. Indeed, and let us know uh, best gaming mechanic and that the, the, rocked your world. We could broaden it to stuff like cinematics. Sure. You know, if it's just any anything that changed, um, you know, Your experience. Yeah, raise the bar. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, okay, so what y'all playing? What y'all playing? These I'm playing Apex. I'm playing. Uh, I'm watching a lot of TV, if I may. Oh my! Uh, I've heard of it. I've, yeah. wa- I've watched some of that before. Yeah, have you? Yeah. <laughs> I bet. What do you? You're playing some stuff. Young Blood. You two. You two. Well, yeah, we're both playing time. Wolfenstein Young Blood. Uh, so yeah, Michael and I. Uh, I got the deluxe edition, so it has that buddy pass. So we have two TVs, two PS4. So, cool. so I'm just like in the bedroom, and he's in the living room, where we're just talking and playing at the same time. Um, he is a huge fan of the Wolfenstein series. I played the second one just like a little bit. I never finished it. It's hard. Uh, it gets really. I don't think hard. he even finished. It. I was like, I was the baby mode where he <laughs> literally like with the little baby. Oh my baby. god! I played the first, hilarious. the first Wolfenstein of the the new the sort of reboot of them um, on normal mode and I was like oh boy this is tough I think yeah. I played the, the yeah. second one a little bit I wanted a little bit more of that action movie fantasy yeah. but yeah. I mean there's even I think I did that on the second Wolfenstein 2 the new Colossus and I was like sweating at certain parts of the game like I'd be stuck for like an hour or two oh, and don't well. let Justin know that we clicked it down from normal mode he'll never let us hear the I end of I think I went to baby mode me too they even put a little bonnet on him I, know. I love it but yeah so uh, this one 
This one's ridiculous in the same way that all of the other ones are. Uh, it's set in the 80s, so it has a great soundtrack. Like You can find these little cassette tapes mm. uh, if you explore, which I am. I've noticed, actually, Michael and I don't normally play like shooter games together, and uh, this is the first like rift in our entire relationship. Like We are really bad at playing it's this like together. It's like you two like, like, you know, on a canoe for the first time together. Yeah, like, we're out. realizing that we are not in sync in this like <laughs> one very specific gameplay style because we're, we're having a lot of fun. It is a really fun game. The character are a little silly but in the same way that all of Wolfenstein is a little silly um, Tim and I we were talking uh, I think yesterday about how like the first kill that they have basically yes. there's a cinematic that it's just a really funny reaction to them being like kind of really excited but also like the gravity of like yes. oh my god we just killed a guy it was very <laughs> like, Wolfenstein yeah in their new um, and every time that they have a cut scene like these two sisters have these like deep southern accents and so they're just like truly like their laughter is hilarious to me and michael and i have just been going like <laughs> like in our house making fun of it but our gameplay styles differ greatly because he is very he's like very tactical he's like this is the mission we have to go here we have to do that let's go um and as soon as it's done he's like and now we have to go back to base and we have to do the thing whereas i am a collector i am looking around everywhere for coins, for collectibles, for this, for that, for more ammo, for more, uh, you know, armor, everything. I want to find everything. I don't want to leave anything unturned. And so we keep running into situations that I'm still back wherever <laughs> we were and he's <laughs> gone and he's now run into people sometimes that are like much higher level oh, than yeah. we are. Like, like it's oh, very... He's got a skull next because they're, yeah. they're doing like levels. Like, exactly, you know, yeah. So enemies have numbers <laughs> next to them and the, uh, for, for their level and like health bars and stuff. Yeah, so. and it, it, the game has this mechanic that like while you're playing together, you you share three lives. You share like these three mm -hmm. hearts. Oh. Uh, and so if one of you goes down, you start bleeding out and the other one can get, and if you can get to your sister basically and help her up before she bleeds out, you won't lose a heart. But if you do, one of you does bleed out, you lose a shared heart and then you have only three of them. And so he keeps running ahead and getting himself killed. And I'm back here like collecting my coins, <laughs> finding my cassette tapes for this like 80s, you know, synth music. Uh, but it's been a really fun, you know, just like joyous the, laughing experience. The game has been exactly what I wanted out of it, which is I just wanted a really solid two-player co-op two co-op shooter that um, has some fun side missions, like yeah. cool progression um, where you can just like, oh, I want to focus on dual wielding or I want to pick up power, like heavy weapons. And um, that's been fun to go down that path. And uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun. And uh, Justin couldn't be here today, but he did have some big Final Fantasy XIV news. It seems that Justin has left the free company that he's been a part of for years, <gasps> and he's moving to a new server and data center, whatever that means. Uh, he's currently homeless, <laughs> so I guess he wants you to give him a home. Oh, me? You have a home? Uh, yeah, personally? I'm on Mat Mateus, I think, is the data server. Uh, so you can you come hang out. have a home for Justin. Please write it now. <laughs> yeah, I do. I think I'm sleeping in the woods somewhere. Oh um, but he's welcome. Well, that's the show. Thanks for listening in. If you do have any thoughts around uh, sharing sort of a game-changing new mechanic uh, that you've played over the years or anything along those lines, by all means, do send us an email, blogcast at sony.com. Or if you just want to say how great a job we are, how attractive we are, anything like that, <laughs> we welcome all of it. Uh, thanks to Dormilone for the theme song. It's dormilone-music.com. Find us at PlayStation Blog, PlayStation on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Thank you, Corey Schmitz, for our logo. It's coreyschmitz.com. Subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a review. Uh, hey, you know what? If you love this kooky, kooky show, tell a friend. It, it just, just spread that love around. Oh. And we'll, uh, we'll see you next time, whenever that might be. Probably next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.